Welcome back to Baltic Beer Works, hosting us yet again for our Insider Podcast. With us, the Dean of Greenways, Will Skelton. Uh, Will, it's it's an honor to have you. You serve on the Legacy Parks Foundation board and have really from the get-go, right? Right, right? You are a founder of this organization, but you have such a history about where we've been and where we're going, um, and we appreciate you spending a little time to talk about that today. For people who aren't familiar with Will Skelton but know your name is on a greenway, talk about your background that sort of prepared you for um, one of the many roles you serve on the board. Background-wise, I uh, was a lawyer, of course, did real estate uh, practice primarily, which helped me, you know, with Greenways, and uh, was very involved in Greenways, of course, and also Cherokee National Forest Wilderness. I was involved in getting that protected. Been retired for a while now, but the way it got started in Knoxville... Uh, yeah, what was the spark? Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I think uh, I, I helped a lot in getting it started because... Why? I, I had what, what, what drove you? I had traveled a lot. I love travel. And uh, in the United States, going to places like Boulder, your prior guest, you know, had run just run a marathon or something there. Uh, out in California, up in the Torch Department, uh, all over the country, there were greenways being built. And uh, in Knoxville, in the early 90s, we had one and a half miles of greenway. One and a half one miles and a half. of third, greenway. Third Creek Greenway. It's been expanded since then. So I, I, I came back to Knoxville and saw we've got all these greenways elsewhere. Why can't we do it here? I uh, wrote Victor Ash as mayor and tried to get him involved. I think he wanted to see some public uh, input or something. So basically, myself, two other people set up a Greenways Coalition. Uh, I was the chair of it, and we started doing all the things you do to get support for a public issue. We did slideshows to the Sertoma Club and all the Kiwanis Clubs and all that. We did mailings, we did uh, press releases and so forth. And really quickly, Mayor Ash jumped on board. He set up a Greenways Commission, made me chair of it, and started building Greenways. And was there was, some energy at the start? Did there you? was a lot of energy at the start, and everybody was excited about it. And we, we got started. We built the, built the first Greenway about 1993, and we haven't stopped since then. Uh, it's come and gone a little slower more, but uh, basically we built you know over 40 miles of Greenway since the early 90s, and we started with one and a half miles. So... And also, more recently, of course, we've got all the dirt trails, too, in South Knoxville, the urban wilderness. So Knoxville has gone from being a... I, I used to run marathons, and, and training for marathons, you have to run a long way. And back then, you didn't have anywhere to run except roads. Uh, and roads can be dangerous, and they're not the perfect place to run. Uh, now you can train for marathons on greenways. We've got uh, uh, plenty of them, and other, other cities, of course, in the area have a lot, too. So, uh, so we've come a long way. And what do you think helped propel that evolution, Will? You know, basically, greenways are something that everybody likes. Once they get past, in the beginning, there was some concern, you know, they don't want it in their neighborhood, that kind of thing, because they thought that it was going to bring undesirable people in, or some guy's going to run down the greenway and steal their TV set or something. But, but once we, and we deliberately, we tried to build one in every part of town so that people would see greenways, see what they're like, and we did that pretty well. And they would see them and realize that they're not bad things and they're good things. And once people learned that they were there and used them, I mean, it's just natural for people like. Because you, so many people can use them. You, uh, you, you, you can bike them, you can jog, you can walk, you can roll a, uh, use a stroller with a kid. Uh, 
and they're open 24 hours, you know, basically every day of the year. Whereas a lot of money, Parks and Rec spends money on ball fields and stuff like that. You can go by any time, and they're, most of the time they're vacant. But greenways are always used. But anyway, people just naturally like them. That's what we found. Was the expense something that you had to convince people this is a wise investment? Yeah, clearly the city had to pony up some money. And they, we were really lucky. Mayor Ash was as good a mayor as you could ever ask for in, in terms of greenways. And without him, maybe we wouldn't have... Uh, gotten as much done, but he, he put a lot of city money into it. Of course, we also got federal money, state money, uh, but he put a lot of city money into it, too. But it, it was, once, once it got started and people realized how good they were, uh, people were kind of almost demanding them. The city, city as part of their uh, budget planning process every year, they, they do a, a survey. They send out whatever 10th or whatever 100 tax uh, bill, tax bill. They ask people what they want, and Greenways consistently has been the number one thing that people want. So people want them. It's just a matter of how do we get them done. And one of the things that we've talked about in more recent years is how do you link them? How, how have we done that as a community? Well, that's, that's a good question because, as I just said a minute ago, in the beginning, we tried to build them all segments of Greenways all over town, uh, north, south, east, west, and central. Uh, Unlike like Chattanooga, all in the beginning, all their greenways were right along the river, and and if you get them separated like that, the next thing is to set, is to connect them. Uh, that's exactly what, and that's what uh, Mayor Haslam and more specifically, and and she's been doing something about it. The current uh, Mayor Earl, she is uh, has come up with a plan to connect a lot of the existing greenway segments that are scattered around the city. In addition to the dirt trails, we're starting to see. The, the urban wilderness on the south side also um, connected to pavement, so you can do both or link up with each other. Uh, often the often the greenways will connect to a dirt trail. That's right. That's right. And, and of course, the dirt trails in Knoxville. It's you know, what there's over 50 miles of them, which is just an incredible, not only local but national uh, attraction for people. And, and in terms of greenways, I should say also that. I consistently say, and I think it's true, we've got one of the best greenway systems uh, in Tennessee and one of the good ones in the southeast. Where do you think So we've done a long, come a long way. We have come a long way. Where do you think we're going in terms of greenway travel and building? Uh, hopefully we're going to build a lot more. As I say, the current mayor has gotten a plan that will build miles and miles more greenway. Hopefully we're going to connect some cities, uh, the Knox Blunt Greenway, Knoxville to Miraville, Alcoa first segment of that was uh, dedicated a couple years ago and TDOT is working on another section in the county right now. Some days hopefully we'll connect to Oak Ridge uh, and maybe even to Sevierla someday. That's that's the long-term goal is to connect to other cities and connect these segments within the city, within Knoxville and Knox County, which we're working on also. We call this the Insider Podcast. So, Will, what are, you, what are uh, give us three of your top favorites to walk, <laughs> run, or bike on. Well, uh, <laughs> that's a good question, too. Uh, uh, of course, the Will Skelton Greenway, which Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Ash, I, I, I once told him, you really shouldn't name things after people until they're dead. Uh, but he, he had a, uh, he, he didn't, didn't like to wait. <laughs> you know, so he, we had a, uh, he had a press conference or a ribbon cutting for the Greenway out at Iams, and 
I didn't know it was going to happen. He named after one, that one after me, so I had to. I couldn't very well complain anymore about it. And that, but, so that's become one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah the the one at Iams, uh, starting at starts at Island Home Community, goes to Iams Nature Center through it, and then through Forks of the River Wildlife Management Area, and a lot of it's right beside the river by the. Uh, sunflower fields that TWRA does uh, through the woods that I am so that's my number one uh, Third Creek is probably my next one because that's the one I grew up on that's the one we had originally a mile and a half of I moved to the Scoy Hills area solely because that greenway was there it goes right uh, next to West High School it starts really now it starts at the river sure. and comes up Third Creek through UT Ag Campus and goes then uh, out to uh, where the Earth Fair is, and then really connects to a greenway that goes on out to the uh, Bearden uh, Middle School, I guess. So it and it, it conne- it's a, it's an ideal greenway because it connects pretty close, connects really to downtown, and then through a university and and out to and through residential, through some pretty wild areas, and then out to uh, shopping areas and schools, more schools. Uh, so it's it it the greenway. You know, it's a traditional definition of a greenway is a linear. A linear path, paved or not, that connects points of public access, and uh, Third Creek really does that. And then the third one, you asked for three. Uh, I might say the Victor Ash Greenway up in uh, up in North Knoxville. It, it again connects. It goes through a residential areas, starts at a school, goes to a park, residential areas in between, and there's an area in between that has several springs uh, that form Third Creek. That's where Third Creek comes from. Well, you mentioned Third Creek. I know that well because it's right behind where I live, um, near West High School. Right. And just in the 12 years I've been here, I, the, the amount of people and the diversity of people using that to not only recreate on but also start to commute on is pretty encouraging um, to see. Yeah, the the, uh, the city has done... Uh some traffic count things where they have a, a, a thing that shows how many people have gone by. And third, number one is Lakeshore Greenway, which has been expanded lately and is very nice. So, but Third Creek, uh, I think, was next. And it was like, uh, I don't know, 20,000 people a month or something. It was a lot of people. And, and, and you're right, it gets a lot. And that one is also a classic greenway in that it's used for transportation. A lot of them are used for recreation, like Lakeshore is purely recreation, but Third Creek, you have students going to UT. Uh, a lot of students ride bikes to UT on Third Creek. And people going downtown. And, oh, yeah, in downtown, that's right, too. Uh, so, Will, you mentioned traveling around informed your passion about it. Um, is there a place that you see as an ideal or something that Knoxville can look to say, this, this is exactly what we'd like to step to next. Well, you know, ideally, again, your prior uh, guests were, had, had just uh, run uh, a race, an ultramarathon, uh, 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 Ironman, Iron yeah. Iron out in Boulder, Colorado. That's, Boulder is the ultimate goal for people that like greenways. They have, you can go anywhere in town on a greenway, separated. They have... When they don't have greenways, they have uh, bike lanes on the streets. Uh, it is truly a, for the United States, a very, the only better place I know of is maybe Holland, because they're big on it over there. But Boulder is truly a uh, an alternate transportation city. That's my home territory. I grew up in Lombard, right. just out, outside right. there. Yeah. And, and I, always, <coughs> I always refer to it as the Boulder bubble. 
for many various reasons. Right, right. That, oh, it's got its... That's one of them. <laughs> All right. One of them. Uh, but, um, Will, let's talk about kind of what you see as... You, you mentioned, I wanted to make sure that people understand the connections that are still underway for Oak Ridge and for Maryville Alcoa. Those are key links to large population centers. Right. That will, in how many years, for our listeners who are curious, will be able to ride from downtown Knoxville to downtown Maryville or downtown Knoxville to downtown Oak Ridge? Uh, downtown Knoxville to uh, Alcoa, and then you, Alcoa, Maryville, Greenway is already finished. So all you got to do is get to Alcoa because they've got a Greenway in between. And, uh, you know, it's parts of it are being built right now. I would say five to ten years to have it completely built. But, you know, the first segment uh, to the, from the Buckcorns Ridge Marine Corps Reserve Center is finished. Uh, the T-Dot's working on the next section and uh, Knox County. And uh, pretty soon, within five years, we will almost definitely have it to the Little River. Then Alcoa's got to connect it to their greenway a couple miles. So, so within five to ten years, you can do that. And uh, although now, uh, on the other hand, Oak Ridge will be longer. Uh, I'd say ten to twenty years there. If you're wondering if Will and I are uh, practicing our hammering skills, that's Navitat, which is over at Imes. They're one of our partners. They're here at Balter Beer Works uh, having fun, doing lots of pull-ups. If you haven't checked them out, it's a really cool experience in the trees uh, that really gives you a whole new view of uh, Imes Nature Center and then also the landscape in South Knoxville. It's really fun. I just wanted to point that out for people who are wondering why you and I are doing home construction. And the Greenway uh, goes right beside that uh, facility. Very good point, Will. So uh, I also want to talk to you about your retirement. Um, Carol Evans uh, at Legacy Park said there is no one who has understood how to retire better and faster than Will Skelton. So uh, you smile because you get that a lot. I I enjoy it. Uh, I've been retired 10 years now. I was a practicing lawyer before that. And uh, as I say, I really enjoy it. Uh, I do mainly what I want to do anymore. Uh, And uh, I tell people, retire as soon as you can, you know. So, uh, but... but, well, a lot of people retire and then it's a it's a bad time in their life because they, they've been so productive for, for many years, feel like they've been contributing and then see the results, the fruits of that labor. Mm-hmm. How, how do you stay engaged mentally and then also physically? Do you have some keys for people who may be listening hey, and worried about it? Yeah, you shouldn't retire unless you've got some things you want to do in retirement. and. For me, I'm, I'm active in, uh, of course, Legacy Parks Foundation. I'm on the boards of Sierra Club and Smoky Mountain Hiking Club and other uh, groups like that. So I'm in, engaged civically, I think. And that, and a lot of people that retire and stay active are doing that, I know. Uh, and I also love to travel and, uh, and, and locally hike and backpack. Uh, I do a lot more of that than I used to. Uh, and it's a time to also see friends more. I have lunches and dinners with people more, things like that. Uh, Since you do get out and hike a bit, what, what's your favorite, what are three of your top hiking trails that you, you think really is quintessential yeah, East Tennessee? In East Tennessee, the number one by any 
for me is uh, Roan Mountain, Highlands of Roan, uh, Carver's Gap to 19E. Uh, it goes over grassy balls that kind of look like up north somewhere or out west uh, and through woods, and you get up to 6,000-plus feet. So I would pick that uh, as the number one. Uh, other e- other ones, an easy one is uh, Bob's Bald on the Churahela Skyway. It goes through the woods to a grassy ball. Uh, and uh, if you want uh, three, I would say maybe Ball River Gorge. Uh, you start at the Ball River Falls and simply go up the gorge as far as you want to. You can go on up to two wilderness areas. Uh, it's near Teleco Plains, Tennessee. And these are how many hour hikes for people who want to go out and back? They vary. The, uh, the first one, Roman Mountain, that's a weekend, that's an overnight. The uh, other two you can do uh, in uh, three or four hours or less. Uh, Will, you're a wise man. What do you keep in your pack? What's your, what is, for anybody who's going out for an overnight or even just a day pack, what's your go-to equipment list? Well, that's, I've got a list, but you don't want to hear it all. <laughs> we don't have time. Carol's looking at me over there. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I did. No, give, a, but, give us a couple of but, essentials. But, What's the one thing that that most people should have? That well, they don't? actually, uh, that, that I take that maybe some people don't, I, I have a wristwatch GPS because I love maps and uh, doing fiddling with maps on the computer. And I every time I go hiking, backpacking, I do a track so it follows me where I go, I can get back home, and on software, I print out a track showing exactly where I was in red, you know, and I love to do that. Uh, and most, some people carry GPSs, but, and plus, just to add a little more, I just got, for these long backpacks to Alaska or out west, we're going out west in August, uh, a, uh, a GPS that is an emergency beacon thing. You know, I can send, I can actually send text messages on it and uh, send an SOS if there's a real problem. I never had to use anything like that, but of course it hadn't been available until recently. As my buddies say, that's the $50,000 button, and if you pay the insurance, you don't have to pay the $50,000, but if right. you don't have insurance, right. that's what it'll right. cost you. Yeah. Well, it, by the way, and that just quickly, it, yeah. it's interesting to me how things have changed. When I first started backpacking Alaska and places like that, we were totally isolated. No way in hell of contacting anybody. And then we finally got a uh, satellite phone, rented one actually, and now we've got this little uh, GPS thing, uh, in-reach uh, Garmin GPS. What so is, things have gotten much more connected. They absolutely. What's the rowdiest <laughs> hike? You mentioned Alaska. That seems like the last great frontier to me. Um, unless you're in Kamchatka or something in Asia. Uh, but what uh, what do you see as the rowdiest place you've ever been where you felt like, wow, this is, uh, this is wilderness? Well, that's really, really easy. I've, I've hiked and backpacked all over the world, the Himalayas, uh, South America. I've climbed mountains in South America and uh, China, but uh, the easy is uh, Alaska, northern Alaska. The Brooks Range, a range of mountains runs along the northern part of Alaska, right uh, below the Arctic Ocean. And it is, uh, most of, a lot of it's in the gates of the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, and I've been there five times, I guess, two weeks each time. And you're, you, you, they drop you on a float plane, 
and you're there for the week or two weeks, and they pick you up, and you don't see anybody else in the meantime except the group you're with. So I love that. I really like it. And it's it's uh, no trees. Uh, you know, it's above tree line. Grizzly bears, uh, incredible scenery. It is just, it's a beautiful place to be. Will Skelton, I wish you could, uh, wish everybody could see the sparkle in your eyes when you talk about the <laughs> right, Brooks Range. Right. right. <laughs> it's been a real pleasure, and thank, okay. thank you for all you've done across our city and this region to connect people to nature and and really to things they should appreciate around East Tennessee. Okay. Thank you. Really fun. We hope to catch you next time here back at Balter Beer Works. They've been a great sponsor of our Insider Podcast. A new book's out for hiking as well. We talked to the authors. That's a previous podcast, Urban Hikes in Knoxville and Knox County, Tennessee. You can dial into that. The proceeds do benefit Legacy Parks Foundation. We'll catch you next time. Keep charging.